This is KNKX. I'm Ed Ronco. Last month, we launched our new segment, Food, and today we bring you Episode 2. This month, I'm with KNKX food commentator Nancy Leeson as she welcomes a very special guest into her home. Jay Kenji Lopez-Alt, tell me about him. Well, when I first met him, he was just Jay Kenji Alt, and his byline appeared in Cook's Illustrated. I'm talking... It turns out, I think he told us when he was 26 years old, but I I always remember reading his stuff and thinking, oh, who is this guy? And he wears a lot of hats. He's a columnist, a chef, a cookbook author, an Instagrammer, and he has nearly a million subscribers who follow his YouTube channel, Kenji's Cooking Show. Hey, everyone. It's Kenji. I am at home, and I'm going to make some scrambled eggs. Everyone, it's Kenji. I'm in my backyard, and we're going to grill some fat, juicy Hamburgers. I'm making some mushroom soups. So I'm stir-frying some chicken with zucchini. Um, today we are making some miso-glazed salmon. Hey, everyone, it's like Kenji. Um, I'm going to make some sauerkraut quesadillas. He says, hey, it's Kenji, and then he straps on a GoPro, which is why I handed him a Costco flashlight to stick on his head and said, hey, want to use this? <laughs> It's it's a it's a cool style of cooking video. You don't usually see, right? Cuz you see they have the overhead camera or the the camera in front of the cook and you're looking at them working behind their marble countertop. And it's really organic because he just has a regular house and a regular kitchen and he, you know his dogs are walking by and it's just like a normal house. Yeah, and he's got these late night videos where he's making food late at night. He doesn't really talk during them. You just sort of hear him banging about the kitchen as you're watching him cook. And, and I assume that's because he doesn't want to wake his family, including his young daughter. But he's just sort of cobbling together whatever he can find in his fridge. Well, I wondered, did he go um, <laughs> hang out with some people? And then he came home and thought, you know, hey, I'm starving. Right, exactly. Right? Isn't that I've what you do? I've been there. He came to your kitchen. Yeah, I invited him, but I didn't tell him what we were going to do. And it dawned on me, I just wanted him to do the same thing in my kitchen. I didn't stock my fridge. I, I just said, hey. Hit the fridge. Okay, no, you want to just serious. dig in through here and see yeah, what you just, got? yeah. All right, well, let's, if let's, you're start, missing... let's start over here. So he found an eggplant, some cucumber. Uh, he went through a lot of the sauces that you have. Yeah. He made a couple of things. He made a simple cucumber pickle with sweet hot Thai chilies. We were well stocked here, huh? And I happened to have had some frozen chilies in the freezer downstairs. And he made some Sichuan fish fragrant eggplant for us, which was amazing. And fish fragrant because it, it uses a lot of the same seasonings you would use on seafood. He said. Correct, yeah. So the, the base the base flavors for fish fragrant eggplant um, or fish fragrant is um, garlic, ginger, pickled chilies. So we'll make like a real quick pickle on those chilies, um, and then and then in the actual sauce there's going to be some soy sauce, some wine, some sugar, and some of that black vinegar. Yeah, I wanted him to cook us something with a wok because. We, because his new wok cookbook is coming out, it's going to be like a giant tome, just like his food lab cookbook, which was, you know, doorstop size. It's right, huge. The King James cookbook, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is going to be the same thing for wok cookery, which really excites me. Yeah. And so we sat him down to answer some questions about many things, including like why he's here. When, when did you arrive here in Seattle? In November. I want to know why are you here? Why Seattle? Because we like Seattle. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's really the only reason why we moved to Seattle is because we've been, you know, my, my, my wife um, actually did an internship here after um, grad school um, like six years ago. Uh, and so spent spent several months living um, in Seattle and loved it. It seems to me from someone who's lived here for th- over 30 years now that looking 
at our city through your eyes is a beautiful thing, particularly at this time. You're, you're reminding us that Seattle isn't dead, although people sometimes claim that it is. <laughs> you know, that, that people can move here and see it in a new and beautiful way. Mm-hmm. I was born in Boston, grew up in New York, but then I lived in Cambridge for 10 years. Um, and I, I loved living in Cambridge. I love, I love living in sort of the Boston area because it felt... It's like a walkable city. It has it's it's not too big. It's not overwhelming. And to me, coming to Seattle actually felt a lot like like moving back to Cambridge. People know each other here, um, and people seem to like at least to me. I mean, I know rep- there's this reputation that people in Seattle are cold, but to me, it feels like when I, if I reach out to people and I try and talk to them, like they talk back. Kenji, you have a Japanese mom, mm-hmm. right? And your dad is an American of German descent. Mm-hmm. You're married to a Colombian woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're a cook who's known for cooking everything. How do you feel about the cultural appropriation question that gets bandied about mm-hmm. a lot for when someone is not from a particular cultural background, yet they're making whatever it is? I, I don't think there's any problem with anybody cooking anything they want. And I don't think anybody has a problem with anyone cooking anything they want unless you're, unless you're on the internet and you're pretending to have a problem with it. The places where you start to, to run into issues is when you are profiting off of that. The The issue of, of profiting, you know, and this is something I thought a lot about because I'm writing a book about cooking in a wok. And it's like, you know, my mother is Japanese. Um, she had a wok that she brought and she cooked Japanese food in it. Japan, a lot of its food is influenced by China. Japan invaded China and, and, and took a lot of their food back with them. Um, so, you know, so there's historic issues with that also. But, but on a personal level, it's like it made me think a lot about, OK, like, is it OK for me to be writing about Chinese recipes, to be writing about Thai recipes? And, you know, and, and I think the answer I come to is the same as the answer I have with like anytime I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a recipe and I'm, and I'm referencing other people's work. You know, I, I do my best to, first of all, acknowledge um, the history and where this recipe has come from, whether, whether it's coming from like my aunt or some other recipe writer or some other culture, um, doing your best to understand um, the relationship you have with that. It's it's yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy issue, but no, um, but it starts from the same place as all these issues, like with empathy and understanding and thinking about other people's perspectives. Kenji, I've been cooking since I was a little kid. So what would you say to people who think either, hey, I don't have time to cook or I don't know how to cook mm-hmm. or I don't have interest in cooking well if you you know if you don't have interest in cooking then then don't cook that's fine you know people have interest in different things but as far as like not knowing how to cook or thinking it's difficult or being afraid to mess up um everybody messes up even professional cooks mess up like i mess up all the time um the thing to remember is like all right you eat multiple times a day so if you screw it up once who cares you're going to get another chance in a few hours you know the goal of food for me at least is to Bring pleasure to yourself, but also to, you know, bring people, gather around a table, share time together. So it's like if you're cooking for your family and you're all sitting down to a meal, then before you've even put the food on the table, then you've already, the food has already done its goal, right? It's got everyone sitting down. All right, if the food's good, then even better. But, you know, just remember what the point of cooking is, which is to bring people together. So, Nancy, that's you talking with J. Kenji Lopez-Alt at your dining room table. Very cool. We didn't just end the interview and say, okay, see you later. You're right, because I couldn't help myself. You're a beautiful singer, and you play guitar, (laughs) and we're a music and news station. Okay. And any chance I can convince you to take my crappy old guitar that hasn't been tuned too well and hum a few bars, sing a few bars for us? I am serious. Um, Think about it. So, Nancy, he thought about it. It didn't take him too long. 
to say yes. You're wearing a Blackbird Bakery t-shirt. Maybe you should be playing Blackbird. Oh, yeah, I can play that. Sure. Yeah, Blackbird Bakery is great, by the way. Excellent quiche. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive Nancy, a pleasure as always. Kenji singing Blackbird? (laughs) That's so much more than a pleasure for me. Jake Kenji Lopez-Alt is a professional chef, New York Times columnist, cookbook author, and social media cooking star with nearly a million followers on YouTube. He lives in Seattle. You can link to a version of the dish he made us, that Sichuan fish-fragrant eggplant, as well as his projects, his books, through our website, knkx.org. That's also where you can see a video of him cooking in Nancy's Kitchen. Mm-hmm.